The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. I'm sorry, guys. Was that really loud? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. That seemed so freaking loud. I'm sorry. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything on everything. And on today's show, we are talking about navigating hookup culture. And I'm going to say that includes situationships and everything else that falls under that banner. But guys, how are you? Welcome back to episode 33. I don't know what's going on with that music. I apologize. Just a pre-warning. Maybe the music at the end will be really loud too. Just keep that in mind. (laughs) How is your weekend? How has your week been? Happy Sunday if you're listening to this on Sunday or happy any other day if you're listening to this on any other day. What's going on in your world, guys? I am in for a busy week this week. Obviously, I do pre-record the episodes before they go live. And so this week, I'm going to the Australian Open, which I'm very excited about. And I'm going to say that that's probably going to be my highlight, I think, because I got invited by Chemist Warehouse and I'm taking mum and mum loves the Australian Open and I love Chemist Warehouse. We both do. I love their team. And so I'm really grateful that we are getting that opportunity. That is tomorrow. So I'm recording this on Tuesday. We're going on Wednesday. You guys would have seen it by the time this episode goes live. And then my gratitude is by far this weather. You guys would have seen last week, I spent some time down at the beach. I freaking love the beach. The beach is like my happy, happy place. I will live there eventually. One day you will hear me come on this podcast and say, oh, I'm moving to the beach. And then we can all just laugh and be like, yes, she told us that ages ago. (laughs) It'll happen eventually in my lifetime. But I have really just been enjoying the weather and I don't know what it is. It's obviously the fact that sunshine and I don't know, the ocean just makes me really happy. I do suffer from like that seasonal depression during winter. So I really thrive in the summer months. I'm a summer person every time. So really just living that up and trying to enjoy it as much as I can. At the day of recording this, it's a 35 degree sunny day and I'm actually not down at the beach. I'm staying in Melbourne today just because I've got shit to do. Your girl is busy. So that's what we're focusing on. We're, we're back into the swing of things fully this week, which is great. And then my struggle is going to probably just be, yeah, adjusting to that routine. I have really struggled and I'm not going to lie about it. I struggled to get my gym sessions in last week. My goal for this week is to do just my four sessions. And so I've only done one so far, but it is only Tuesday. So I'm, I'm going to try and do all four by the time this episode is live. But I can't complain because I'm feeling really good and that struggle is not super deep and I feel very grateful that I'm not experiencing that struggle really heavily. But what I want to say to you is if you've had a really hard week or if you're really struggling to get into the year or if you've got a lot of heavy stuff happening, hang in there. It will pass, I promise you. I would love you guys to obviously hold a little bit of space for yourself to figure out your highlights, your gratitude, your struggle. And as always, come into the Facebook group because there will be a post up tomorrow or the day after where you can leave yours and that just fucking reminded me I've got to put the post up today in the Facebook group for the weekly highlight ah I did put it in my calendar yesterday but I didn't do it anyway guys oh and the other thing I want to tell you is I'm in my Crocs era I don't have them on now I was going to wear them but I'm going somewhere after this and I'm not brave enough 
to wear them outside of the beach yet. And I don't know what it is. I feel like in my era, in my generation, I grew up where like the era of Crocs was like, ew, like Crocs, don't wear them. They're embarrassing. But I feel like Crocs are being embraced now. And the general consensus and attitude to Crocs has changed. And so I feel like I'm going to start wearing them more. Maybe I wear them to record the next episode. I don't know. Do you guys have a pair of Crocs? They're so comfy. If you don't have them, they are so comfy. I freaking love them. But anyway, I'm just rambling now. I am talking shit. We're going to get into today's show. So I'm going to explain to you what hookup culture is. And we're going to unpack it a little bit, if you will. I'm going to chat about some of the pros and cons. And then we're going to get to some listener questions. Now, you guys might remember back in, I think, December, I actually polled you guys for what episode you wanted. And I polled you guys for some questions that you had around this. And this topic was one of the number one ones that you voted for. And then I went rogue last week and I did the lucky girl syndrome, but I am excited to give you this episode. I feel like it's fitting because if you are single and dating, you would be impacted by hookup culture. I am single and dating. I'm impacted by hookup culture and I'm excited to give you this episode. Now, as always, I like to start with a definition. Some of you listening to this may also not be impacted by hookup culture or may not know what it is. And If you don't, the definition of hookup culture is one that encourages and accepts casual sex encounters, which include one night stands and other similar activities without the burden of emotional intimacy or a committed relationship. And in some of the research I did for the episode, it shows that it usually occurs in late teens to young adults. But I'm going to say, I feel like hookup culture, I'm I'm heading into my 30s. I'm in my late 20s. I feel like hookup culture is still a thing in my time like I will meet guys that are like 31 32 33 and they're like I don't want a relationship and I'm like okay whatever that's fine that you don't want one I'm not judging anybody that wants to participate in hookup culture and I'll get to that in a second but I don't think it's just late teens to young adults I do feel like it can occur anywhere and if you're listening to this and you're later in life and you're experiencing hookup culture don't worry I will have you feel seen in this episode I also want to mention and I think this is so funny that Back when I was a late teen, early 20s, we didn't have the word situationship. And I feel like that is a much more coined term. It's a much more common term now. We really had that whole friends with benefits. And I want to say that friends with benefits and situationships are the same thing. I feel like they fall into the same category, if you will. And I also feel like I have to add elephant in the room that social media, dating apps, the time that we live in have added to this hookup culture. What I truly believe is that we are in this world now, we are living in this world, we are living in this time with social media, we are living in this time with dating apps. I'm on dating apps, you guys would have heard me talking about that recently, but we can't avoid it. We do have to live with it. And the way that I try to see it is, well, I'm just going to try and live in line with my values and do the things that feel good to me and try to date in a way or hook up in a way that feels good to me. And I hope that I can give you some of that insight in this episode as well. But before we get into the show, I do want to say that I am not shaming anybody who participates in hookup culture. I'm not shaming anybody who has one night stands. I'm not shaming anybody who wants to have a friends with benefits. I'm not shaming anybody who wants to have a situationship. I'm not doing that. I feel like 
firstly, I've engaged with that too. I have definitely gone through an era of that in my early 20s. I will talk about how I've changed in this episode as well, but I really don't want you to feel embarrassed or shame or guilt for it. I understand that people have physical needs and sometimes the emotional needs are not included in that. And so this episode is really just to chat about the dynamics and unpack it a little bit more because I think it's interesting and I think it's a time that we live in and it's something that we can chat about today. And so I'm going to jump into the pros and cons that I think exist when it comes to hookup culture. Obviously, these are my own. Obviously, there's some kind of bias and I guess my own context behind why I think these are pros and cons. You may disagree with me if you do. If you agree or if you want to chat about it, come and jump into the Facebook group because I'll put up a post in there as well after the episode goes live so that we can start a thread and chat about it because I feel like we could chat about this for days. Now, we're going to start with the pros. I feel like we'll do the good and then the bad. The first good thing that I think has come from hookup culture is that it allows you to get more comfortable with your sexuality. I would say as well, especially in recent years, and I think we still have a long way to go, but I have seen that we the world has become a little bit more accepting and has given more visibility to different sexual orientations. And I feel like hookup culture really does allow you to experiment with more than one sexual partner if you want. It allows you to experiment with different genders if you want. It allows you to experiment with different preferences and it does that without the commitment to just one person. And I do think it's really fascinating and I think it's important that times are changing because I think if you go back to, I don't know, our parents' generation or 20, 30, 40 years ago, Maybe maybe there was hookup culture back then, but because they didn't have social media, like it wasn't known or they didn't have dating apps, it wasn't as regular. But I just feel like now there's more visibility to different sexual orientations, which I think is always a good thing. And I feel like it has given people the confidence to try new things in the bedroom or practice new things or experiment with their own needs. And I don't think that that is a con. So I think that's a good thing. And so the next good thing about hookup culture is I think that it can be a way to figure out what you do and don't want in a relationship because it stops people from getting into the wrong relationships and I also feel like at different points in your life you might value different things maybe you are a person that really values independence but at the same time you have a physical need that needs to be met and not an emotional one I think it's perfectly okay to have that need met in the way that feels good for you and I don't want to say it's like a trial and error but it almost is because it's like you can figure out what it is that you like in a person what it is that you like in the bedroom what it is that you like in a possible relationship setting before going out and then potentially finding that down the track and I think back to situationships that I've been in or maybe guys that I've hooked up with in the past. And there's there's definitely been lessons there where I figured out what I do like and what I don't like without that commitment, which I think is always a positive. And then the last good thing about hookup culture is it can serve you in different points of your life. And I kind of spoke about that a moment ago, but maybe you're in an era of your life where you're prioritizing work or maybe you're prioritizing your study. Maybe you cannot offer full commitment to somebody. Obviously, a relationship does bring more expectations. A relationship does bring more commitment. 
but something casual can offer, I guess, comfort to a person while you're in a place, while you're like figuring things out or while you're in a place where you can't give it 100% of your energy or your time. And I think in my own life, when I really did kind of engage in hookup culture or was an active participant in it, I was I was doing that. I didn't want a boyfriend. I didn't want commitment. I was focusing on my career. It was my early 20s in between, obviously, when I wasn't in a relationship. And I even remember some time when like I first moved to Sydney, like I moved to Sydney for my career. So for me, I was like, I don't want a boyfriend. I also didn't want a boyfriend because I didn't want to like stay there for too long. Like I had never intended to stay in Sydney for as long as I did, but it really did kind of serve me during that time of my life. And as I said, I don't think there's any shame if you have gone through a phase like that. I don't think there's any shame if you're in a phase like that now, obviously, as long as it feels good to you. And I always come on this podcast and say that I am not going to tell you what to do or what not to do. I want you to figure out what feels good for you and then go and do that. And so now we are going into the cons of hookup culture. The first one straight off the bat is health. Casual sex, hookups, one night stands, anything like that can put you at risk of STIs. And I'm going to say that possibly that could put you at more risk than if you're someone that's in a long-term relationship. I obviously know that there are circumstances where you're in a long-term relationship and sometimes a partner can cheat and then you can potentially get an STI, a sexually transmitted infection. And like, I know that it can still happen in that setting, but I think if you are partaking in casual sex, it is so important firstly to discuss safe sex It is so important to ask your partners if they have been checked. It is so important to get checked yourself. It is so important to discuss birth control options, to discuss condoms, to discuss whatever else to keep yourself safe. There's also obviously the risk of unwanted pregnancy as well when it comes to casual sex. And so I think it would be naive of me and irresponsible of me not to mention that. And so if you haven't had a sexual health check, this is your reminder to go and get one. If you are having casual sex, if you have multiple sexual partners, please, please get checked. Make sure your partner's getting checked. Stay safe. And I know that these conversations can be a bit uncomfortable, but if you are a consenting adult, having consenting casual sex, you should be able to have an adult conversation about this type of stuff. And it doesn't have to be anything difficult or like a hard conversation. It can be as simple as like, when was the last time that you were checked? Or I got checked recently and, you know, I'm in the clear. I'd, I would like to know when was the last time you, you were checked because, you know, if we're having sex or if we're sleeping together, that is important to me. And I think that's something really important. And I don't know, that wasn't really spoken about a lot when I think about my early 20s. And I guess the landscape has changed now where you do have more podcasts out there that talk about this stuff. You do have more content out there that speaks about this stuff. But definitely the number one con that I think exists when it does come to this hookup culture. The next con is that it can reinforce emotional detachment or avoidant behavior. I can talk to this because that's what happened to me. And when I was engaging in it, it definitely made me more avoidant. It definitely made me become more emotionally detached. And I feel like that happens because when you become used to engaging or behaving in hookup culture, it can almost lead you further away from wanting that commitment and can lead you further away from wanting a relationship because there is a lot of freedom. You still get some needs met and you're still able to almost retain that independence. And I think for me, 
what I've realized is as I've aged is that in the right relationship with the right person, you can still maintain that independence. You can still maintain that healthy level of self. You can still maintain that healthy connection to yourself. And I definitely think that now I've moved into a different phase of my life where I don't want to participate in hookup culture. For me now, I definitely need to have some kind of emotional connection to a person before I do have sex with them. But I think it's just fascinating to see kind of what it did to my mindset in that time. And then lastly, the last con is it can put you at risk of sacrificing your own needs. Now, I did speak about it in an AMA episode, I think, where how for some of us, sex can just be sex. But for others, we can get emotionally attached, develop feelings. I'm one of those people and almost develop that lust earlier on. And so if you are one of those people that also experiences that, casual sex puts you at risk of getting into this situation where you end up possibly neglecting what you really want to feel that temporary connection, to feel that temporary relief. And some of you might remember, I used to call it a scam. I used to say like, oh, situationships, friends with benefits are a bit of a scam because it does provide this like false sense of having a need met. And what I often see and what I often get in my DMs or what I often get in my Ask Me Anything is that I get messages from you guys or comments from you guys saying, I'm in a situation ship, I don't know how to end it, or I found myself in this situation, he doesn't want to commit, he treats me like a girlfriend, but doesn't want to commit or anything along those lines. And I can always see that there's like this underlying current of you wanting more or you wanting that commitment or you wanting something more serious but then just settling for what you don't really want. And I've also done this in the past. There have been plenty of times where I found myself in a situation with a guy that has said to me, I don't want to be your boyfriend. I don't want you to be my girlfriend. And then me think, oh, like he'll change his mind. Or if I, if we just keep going with this, he'll eventually fall in love with me or he'll eventually want something more serious. But what it was, was me sacrificing what I really wanted, which was a relationship, which was something more serious just to kind of keep the status quo. And so I definitely think that that is a bad thing about it. And I feel like a lot of people may be able to relate to that. Now, we're going to jump into the listener questions. I've got, I think I've got four, four, yes, I think, or five. Yeah, I've got four. I'm excited. So question number one is, I'm seeing a guy who acts like we are in a relationship, but insists on keeping it casual only. What is your advice? And my advice here is to ask yourself what it is that you want. Do you want a relationship with this guy or do you want to keep it casual with this guy? Because I don't have enough context in that question. But if you are wanting a relationship and he's telling you that he wants to be casual, you need to listen to what he's telling you. And this is what I talk about when I talk about the mismatch in words and actions. I think words and actions are both very important. But when someone is showing you something and treating you like a girlfriend, but then saying to you, I don't want a relationship with you. I want to keep it casual. You have to listen to people when they tell you that. You have to believe them when they tell you that. And as someone who never listened to that or did not believe people when they told her what it was that they really wanted, that leads you down a path to get hurt. And I would say if this guy is clearly stating what it is that he wants, listen to him, 
thank him and say, good wishes, wish you well. Because in this situation, it sounds like, and I'm just assuming here that you want one thing, he wants something else. And that's the thing, guys. It is okay to meet people who don't want the same thing as you. And I always talk about this. It is okay to want fun. It is okay to want something casual. It is okay to want a relationship. The problems arise when there is a mismatch there and then when people are thinking the other person will change their mind. So my advice is to figure out what it is that you want have a conversation with him. If he tells you again that what he wants is not what you want, you need to pick better for yourself. You need to choose the pathway for yourself that gets you closer to what you really want. And then question number two is, it's our sixth date this week and I don't know how to ask him what he is looking for, what we are doing. And I get this question or this type of question quite a bit and I am a huge fan of asking for what you want. I am a massive fan of it. I always say, ask for what you want in life. Again, I feel like it is asking yourself what you want first. In this question, I feel like you definitely want a relationship and I would recommend going back and listening to the episode, asking for what you want in life. I can't remember what number it was, but that gives you some really good communication tips and techniques that you can trial while you're having this conversation because before you have that conversation with them, I always like to have that conversation with myself first so that I can figure out where my starting point is and exactly what it is that I want from the situation. And then I go and ask them. And I had this happen with, I think, two of my past relationships where we were at a point where I didn't want to date anybody anymore. I really wanted to be with that person and I really wanted them to commit to me. And so I had that conversation with them. And the way that I had the conversation wasn't like, what are we, what are we doing? Because I feel like how you have the conversation also changes the conversation too. And I speak about this a few times and I feel like I've spoken about it a few times in the AMA text boxes on my stories, but frame it in a way that the conversation has the vulnerability shared. And I'll give you an example. So instead of saying, what are we, or what are you looking for? And keeping it vague, be specific Tell the person that you enjoy their company. Tell the person that you're really starting to like them. Tell the person that you're only wanting to date them and ask them, how does that feel for you? Where do you sit in that? Because there are a few things that will happen. When you have this conversation with a person, they're either going to say, oh my gosh, yes, I want the same thing. Amazing. Or they're going to say, I can kind of see that happening, but I'm, I'm just not there yet. And then still amazing because you can figure out if you're happy to wait or let them catch up to where you are or they're going to turn around and say to you no this is not what I want I just want something casual I don't want this I can't see myself being there and every single outcome in that situation is a good outcome because you can then make a choice you are the power is with you because you get to decide what it is that you want and I know it's scary trust me I know it's really scary to put your feels on the line I know it's scary to be vulnerable I know it's scary to practice that and to verbalize that it's not an easy thing to do but it is always better to ask it is always better to know than live in limbo or live in the situationship that is making you uncomfortable or is making you unhappy. It is okay to ask for what you want, I promise. And then the next question is, how do I avoid an unwanted situationship early on? And another one that constantly gets asked, and I think it's important because for me, I guess I fell into situationships 
or fell into hookup culture because I feel like it was very normalized. Everyone was just participating it around the time that I was, like even the friends that I had. And it was just like the status quo. But I really think that what it is about is getting clear on what you want and then dating people who want the same thing. That's how you avoid getting into situationships. And I've said it a million times, it's okay to want fun. It's okay to want something casual. It's okay to want something serious. Knowing what you want first helps. If you don't know what you want, I would say be honest about that if you don't know what you want. If you want fun, be honest about that. If you want something more serious, if you want a relationship, be honest about that. And I want to give you guys an example. So obviously I'm on Hinge, I've told you that. And on there I've put that I'm looking for a relationship. I will not match with a person if they don't have what they want listed on their profile. I will say if their profile is funny or I think they're cute or I think we're compatible and they don't have it listed, I will match with them. And then I will ask them what it is that they want because I don't really want to waste my time. And another example that I saw, I saw this TikTok, it was about two weeks ago now and it was the original poster, the girl had text on the screen. It was like a guy saying to her, I'm not ready to be in a relationship right now. And then the next clip cut to her saying, well, why did you ask me on a date then? And I understand that. I definitely understand that because I think before I would ask people what they wanted or before I would check with people what they wanted before I went on the date, I would have that same kind of reaction. But I commented on it and I said, don't match with people who don't have what they are looking for outlined or ask them before you go on a date if you don't want to waste your time. And I also think it's okay to also go on the date and then ask them on the date or or wait for like that second or third date so you can even figure out if like they are someone you want to potentially enter into a relationship to. I don't think that there are rules when it comes to that. I think it's like feel it out as you go. But I really like the fact that we can see if if people have it listed on dating apps. And I think that's one thing I like about dating apps versus like meeting someone in the wild where you can't really see what it is that they say that they're looking for or have that like pre-conversation before you actually meet with them. But again, it is about being really clear about what you want and then not accepting anything that is not what you want. And listening the first time that somebody says to you, oh, I just want something fun. And I know that feeling too well when you know you want a relationship and then you've been chatting to somebody or you've gone on a date with somebody and then they hit you with that, oh, I'm just not ready right now. Oh, I'm just not ready for commitment or oh, I wouldn't be a partner right now. And I know that sinking feeling in the stomach hurts, but that is your warning sign to say, get out of there this person is not my person and that's okay. It will lead you closer to finding your right person. And then the last question is, it has been a year since my situationship ended and I just cannot get over it. How do I move on? Another question that I get asked a lot, another experience that I can relate to. And I feel like it's because situationships hurt just as much as a normal breakup. It's that thing of like, how do I get over a person I didn't even date? How do I get over this very short-term situation? A lot of the time, the term of the relationship is quite short. And I feel like the reason that it is worse is because we are grieving the potential. We are grieving the idea of the person. We are grieving the idea of the relationship. We are grieving this what if this false sense of like future. And the reason that that happens is because situationships 
are rooted in potential. And it's because we don't get that full relationship experience. And I also want to say the length of a relationship does not determine how much it should hurt when it ends. You could be in a situation for six months and that could hurt you more than coming out of a breakup after three years. I don't think time is always a direct correlation to how deep something is that you feel. And so my advice here is to grieve the exact same way that you would a normal relationship. Feel your feels, accept the pain, let it out. Go back and listen to my breakup episode. A lot of the time as humans, we don't want to feel those uncomfortable feelings. A lot of the times we don't want to admit that this situationship or this potential or this very short-term relationship has hurt us as deeply as it has. But feel that, own it, accept it. I also want to say that sometimes, and I've done this in the past too, sometimes we stay stuck in our pain. Sometimes we stay stuck with the situationship or stuck in a setting that is not really giving us what we want because it keeps us safe from being really deeply hurt. Sometimes in these situations where you're saying you can't let it go or you're saying that you can't get over it, I want you to ask yourself, with this pain that you're feeling, what about it feels good to you? What about it What about it do you like? Because I've been in this situation too where I've stayed stuck in my pain or I've chosen a thought or I've chosen a belief that keeps me stuck in the pain because what that does is it keeps me from actually putting myself out there again and keeps me from getting hurt again. So there could be that element of that happening too. And then once you start to feel these feelings, I really want you to focus on rebuilding your sense of self, rebuilding your life, rebuilding your confidence, getting super clear on your values and learning from this situationship and then moving forward and then picking better choices moving forward and then building that, what do we call it? The rebuild phase, the glow up phase. I love that phase post a breakup. doesn't matter if you're breaking up from a relationship or a situationship. It's all the same. It hurts the same. That grief we feel is the same. And I just want to kind of validate that pain for you. And I want you to know that you can heal from it and you can move past it. And you we'll get to a point where you can take lessons and learnings away from it into the future so that it can serve you better. But guys, I feel like we can wrap this show up there. I loved recording this. I loved planning this episode because I think in the past, and it was me acting in a way because I I wasn't aware of my values. I wasn't aware of what I wanted. Whereas now in my late 20s, into my early 30s, I know what it is that I want. I know how I react when I have casual sex. I know what I do and don't want in a partner. And so for me now, I'm like, I would rather not participate in hookup culture. I would rather not find myself in a situation because for me, my peace and prioritizing what feels good and honoring my values and living in line with my values feels a lot better. And so I hope that this episode, if you needed it, can provide you with some more clarity. I hope that it can help you figure out what it is that you want. I know some of you listening to this may have been unsure about what it was that you want and not sure about the way to go about dating. And I think we can do plenty more episodes on dating, plenty more episodes on, there's another topic I wanted to do like game playing and stuff like that. Cause I have a lot of thoughts around that as well, but I just want you guys to live in a way or date in a way that feels good for you. And whatever way that is, 
is the right way for you. And as I said, this episode was not to shame anybody if they are participating in casual sex or hookup culture. This episode is not for that. It is just to discuss it. And I want you to come and join the Facebook group so we can discuss it some more. So if you haven't, jump in there. It is your safe space podcast community. And of course, guys, if you haven't, please leave me a review on Apple or a rating on Spotify. These reviews and ratings help the show go a long, long way. And if you're listening to this right now, take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story, tag us. That also goes a long way too. Now, I want to wish you the best for the week ahead. I will see you guys in the next episode, which will be an AMA on air. And I hope something amazing happens to you. I'll see you next time. Take care. And oh, the music might be loud. Let's have a listen. God, I just figured out how to lower it. I don't know if I lowered it too much. (laughs) Fire out, guys. All right. I'm sorry about the music. I'll fix it for the next episode. Bye.